Yo. Yo. What up, what up? What up, what up? We might as well get we, we might as well get started now, right? Uh-huh. A lot to talk about. I'm Digger Jones. That's Two Gun Tony. And this is Digging Two Guns News and Views. And I was saying to Two Gun earlier today, this show today wrote itself. <laughs> mm. We'll call this episode the series of unfortunate events. <laughs> <laughs> But first things first, let's go ahead and, you know, talk about a positive note. Today's Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. May 10th, 2020. So, you call your mom today? Yeah. Word, word. How, 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 how'd that go? I mean, same as always, really. <laughs> you know what's funny, though? After I left my mom's house, I was actually going to stop at your mom's house and uh-huh. give her a hug for um, Mother's Day, but I decided against that. <laughs> I was like, yeah, man, she don't want no random niggas coming to her house just giving her hugs and shit. <laughs> With coronavirus and shit. Word, word. <laughs> no, but my heart was in the right place, though, because, you know, in order to get past my parents' house, I had to pass your mom's house, so. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, I didn't do that. You could just tell her, you can give her my love and just say that, you know, it was in my heart to do it, but. I, I got didn't. you. So, um, I got you. But, uh, let's just... <laughs> It's so funny, man, because I call I called this even though it was my birthday weekend, I called this death weekend. <laughs> I couldn't yeah. even celebrate my birthday in peace. Right. So let's start talking about, you know, hip hop heavyweight, Andre Harrell. The guy that's responsible for Mary J. Blige, Jodeci, the group guy, Uptown Records. You if you know a puppy, it's because of this man right here. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Heavy D. Heavy D, yeah. Like, first things first, Andre Harrell was only 59 years old, which is relatively young. Mm-hmm. And the conditions behind his death are, you know, unknown at this current moment. So, expound a little bit on that, Two Gun. <clears throat> you know, I'm sure a lot of people have to research Andre Harrell. Right, 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 right. You know, he wasn't a. His name wasn't. You know, it, it wasn't out there like the Puffies and the Jermaine Dupree's and stuff like that. But right, he, you know, he was like a forefather, of like the New Jack Swing, and you know what I mean. Just yeah, a certain style. And the funny thing about it is, um, what's it called? He got a start as an intern of, um. What's it called? Def Jam. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't realize that he was the one that actually sent Puffy out to go scout the Notorious B.I.G. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't know that. He was from uh, Harlem. Say what? He was from Harlem. Yeah. But, you know, I'm on Wikipedia right now, right? Mm-hmm. When you look at the artists of the caliber that he worked with, you got Albie Shore, Father MC, Christopher Williams, Father MC, Groovy Chill, Guy, Heavy D and the Boys, Horace Brown, Jodeci, Lil Sean, Mary J. Blige, McGruff, one of my favorite underground rappers, Monifa, the Mm -hmm. Notorious B.I.G., Soul For Real, The Lost Boys. Like, nigga. See, well, a lot of those people were. He was real heavy on the 
early 90s, mid 90s. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, <clears throat> as a, 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 and then after that, he went to, he, did, he went to Motown, right? Yeah, he went to Motown. He was the executive, um, what's it called? The executive director for Motown. Mm-hmm. No, but when you think about like from, I want to say from 94 to like 99. You know, you had your soul for reals, your guys, your like. <clears throat> you know, I wouldn't even say ninety four, like you know, 80, 88. 88, yeah, but guys' first album, Heavy D's, um, Heavy D and the Boys' first album came out in yeah. seven. Heavy D and the Boys was big. You know what I mean? <laughs> what up, B. Lucini? We'll get to you in a second, <laughs> <laughs> nigga. You were supposed to be on about five minutes ago. Yeah, but um, you know, two gun. We'll segue back. We'll segue back into that because you know we gotta hear B's um, portion of that. B Lucini, it's been over a hundred episodes, dog. Yeah, man, I've been in my. I apologize about that. Introduce yourself. Introduce yourself back to the people. Oh, I'm B Lucini, uh, little uh, cousin of uh, Tone. Yeah. Oh, that's it. Resident asshole. Uh, we'll take it. We'll take it. <laughs> but um, I'll I'll um I'll segue you back in. We were talking about the death of Andre Harrell. Tragic. Yeah. So, and I was in the process of basically saying, you know, going through his heavy period, because a lot of people don't realize that um, he actually structured a deal with Jodeci to have West Coast management. And have Suge Knight upgrade their contracts, but that fell through. Yeah, that fell through. <coughs> yeah, I mean, I I remember that because uh, Suge was actually supposed to be uh, doing deals with a couple of uh, West Coast artists and and I mean uh, East Coast artists that were coming through that uh, Andre Harrell Puffy uh, camp. Yeah. Well, this is after Puffy split from Andre Harrell. So, um, how the story goes that I read is Suge Knight made a trip out to Harlem to see Andre Harrell and just say, hey, look, I'm looking to get some more people under my umbrella. They could be managed by Death Row, but they could be signed to you. So he just said, well, Jodeci, you know, he introduced them, you know, to Jodeci, i.e. how do you want it to happen, so on and so on. The started producing on the All Eyes on Me album, this, that, and the third. So even when um, Tupac acts at the end of No More Pain, he was just like, you know, I'm giving you niggas options. You can either roll with us or you can roll up under, you know, up under us. You know what I mean? Wait, what are you listening to? So what? And so what are you listening to? Um, that's the song from the Five Heartbeats. Okay, I know I heard it before. Yeah, I didn't know it was that loud. Word, word. So, but um, you had that. Andre Harrell was responsible for Candy Rain. <clears throat> he was a big part of shaping the, the the sound of the radio and what people was listening to at that time. Because you understand, New Jack Swing was in full effect at then, but he merged New Jack Swing into what I call upswing R&B. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, upswing R&B, that's your... Mary J. Blige is your Jodeci, where R&B was R&B, but it was a little, I wouldn't even say darker. It was a little more street. 
yeah. from what I understand, he uh, coined the term uh, hip hop soul. Uh, yeah, that that sounds about right. Uh, that makes sense. Yeah, so that's like when Mary was coming out and, and, and everything like that, and that would have, you know, Mary Jodeci, uh, that kind of energy. Because <clears throat> when you look at Mary J. Blige, she wasn't your typical R&B diva, you know what I mean? When she came out, she was wearing the baseball jerseys, the Timbos, the baggy, you know, the baggy shorts. And yeah, she, Jodeci, she pretty much created that whole style that, you know, the beat that followed, like, as far as, like, Aaliyah and, uh, yeah, TLC and, and everything like that. Yeah, and TLC was a little different. There was a little. No, I mean, like as far as like the style of of, of dress. Yeah, her TLC was a little outrageous. Mary was, but just, they were, but they, but dress. they were more so kids though. Also, yeah, they, they were more so like crisscross almost, or yeah. another bad creation. <clears throat> yeah, like it was with the cross colors and all that shit, but Mary Joseph- was, Josie just looked like street niggas. <laughs> yeah. yeah, street niggas that can sing. Trying to touch a girl. Yes, street niggas that can sing. Maybe smoke a little bit of crack. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you go buy it from it or use it with them. Also, did you know that Harrell <coughs> had a big hand in Fox's New York undercover? Yeah, I, I well, I, I didn't know that before, but I did find that out after he passed. I, I okay. wasn't aware of that. Yeah, because the original name was Uptown Undercover. Mm-hmm. And did you know Christopher Williams was supposed to play Malik Yoba's part? I wonder how did that was. But you got to remember, Christopher Williams at this time, he didn't know he was bipolar, went in Uptown's office and destroyed it. Mm. You, think, you think them niggas going to keep you on a label after you kill the office? It was a lot of um that that explains why it was a lot of their songs on the show too. Yeah. He he like trannies too, don't he? Huh? Christopher Williams like trannies too, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, That's yeah, in the I news so. too. <laughs> <laughs> so but after we took your five dollar ass down before I make change. Say what? Oh, sit you know, As I'm far made change. Yeah, you know, Brian had to get at him. <laughs> no, he got a G money with that line. He oh, he just, somebody, what did he say? Oh, he stabbed him in the hand. He yeah. stabbed him in the hand. Yeah. Light skin nigga. He's a, I never liked you. Um, I never liked you anyway. You pretty motherfucker. I only know one of his songs. To be honest with you, which one? I'm dreaming. Yeah. Uh, what about promises? Promises. I don't know that one. Every little thing you do. I know. Don't wake me. I'm dreaming. Oh, what about, what about talk to myself? No. <laughs> God, dog, man. You're a hard <clears throat> critic. I can tell who didn't buy a Christopher Williams album. <laughs> like, I, like if uh-uh. I know it because of the video, and that's about it. And it was in New Jack City, too. Yeah. I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. So who put that soundtrack out? Because that that soundtrack was very, uh, very influential. Yeah, and the bad one. Yeah, color me bad on there too. So, oh, Queen Latifah, um, Queen Latifah guy and um, Troop, Troop. <clears throat> yeah, man, like, yeah, and you know it's funny because me and Two Gun, Two Gun put in my um IG. You know, I I woke up like. 
three o'clock in the morning and saw that Andre Harreld. I was like, man, this is some sad shit. And later on that morning, um, later on Saturday morning, he gonna send me a little thing. Little Richard passes too. Yeah. <laughs> now, mind you, I was not really big on Little Richard's movement, but this is the architect of rock and roll here. Yeah. Everybody copied that nigga style. Yeah. And Lil Richard is the reason why rap, con- not rap contracts, but music contracts in general, you get your publishing so fucking late. <clears throat> like, break that down. Okay. So, back with, um, back in the days, you used to get paid from your records off the spot, right? <clears throat> Basically, if your record was put out, you can collect your publishing within a matter of a year after the record's been out. Lil Richard did so much and, you know, influenced so many artists. He wanted reparations from everybody. Mm. The Beatles took my style. That's my credit right there. I helped write this. I helped do this, so on and so on and so on. Now, if the labels would have paid this man that much money at one time, there was no way that they can recoup as much as they were paying them. So now they came up, look, in order to get royalties, now we have to have contracts. Now these contracts only go to you. They will go to your family 75 years after you die. Wow. Lil Richard caused all that. <coughs> Too good. Well, say something. I was about to say a lump, bumble, lump, bamboo. Yo, I told a funny-ass yeah. joke this morning. It, was, it wasn't it was funny, but it was funny to me. I don't give a fuck. I found this shit funny. I was just like, the Grim Reaper came to his house and said, any last words? This man said, shut up! <laughs> <laughs> Did he ever win his Grammy? No. No Grammy. Uh-huh. I'm sure they'll give him like a lifetime achievement award or something. But he is in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, I mean, yeah, you have to. I mean, if you, if you don't have him, Chuck Berry, and I would say, uh, what's his name? Uh, Chuck Berry's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame also. Um, I, I can't remember his name at the, at the moment. You got to put Ike in there. Like, that's a lot. Like, you got a couple of people who really helped shape that sound. That Yeah. Basically, I always said, I always said without Lil Richard, Elvis Presley wouldn't exist. Buddy no. Holly wouldn't exist. You know what I mean? What's his face? Uh, Jerry Lee Lewis wouldn't exist. Because this man integrated <coughs> more people in music than anything. Mm-hmm. He's also, um, what was it? The Songwriters Hall of Fame? He's in that also. I wouldn't put Elvis Presley in that one. Why wouldn't you put Elvis in that? Elvis Presley more so came from blues and honky tonk music. Uh, yeah, but Lil Richard had his hand in that too. Yeah, like, but you know, Lil Richard was more that up tempo. Like when when you think of Lil Richard, you think of you know rock and roll, rhythm mm-hmm. and blues, gospel, soul music, southern soul music. Like all that came from his sound, and the man could do it all. Like, have you ever heard any of his um? You, have you ever heard any of his albums? Yeah, quite a few. Like, here's Lil Richard is one of those CDs that was giving to me in Job Corps, and I'm like, I'm not listening to this bullshit. But yo, it was pretty dope. <clears throat> How old was like, Lil Richard? Eighty. 
how old was he? 87 or 86? 87, yeah. 87. You know, it was like back, back in the day. Like, what's it called? There was a song called Ready Teddy on Here's Joe Richard. I think that, that's the scene it was given to me. I, I, it, quote, me if, quote me if I'm wrong. Or correct me if I'm wrong. Excuse me. I think that was his first album. And like I remember, and would you say the name of it was? Um, here's Little Richard. Like there was a song called Ready Teddy. That was dope, huh? No, that was Fireworks. Oh, there was a song on there called Ready Teddy on there that was so fucking dope. Long Tall Sally was on that motherfucker too. That's my song right there. Long Tall Sally, come on, dog. And I actually know that from the Predator. Oh, say word. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let me let me tell you a funny story. Funny. Oh, go ahead. Bill Duke kept saying we're gonna have some fun tonight. But yo, let me tell you a funny story. So Lil Richard has um you you seen the biopic, right? You talk about with uh Leon playing Lil Richard. With Leon, yeah. That yeah, his little Richard was the first one. That didn't make no sense to me, but still whatever. You said here's Lil Richard is the first album? Yes, yeah, the first album. That's the only Lil Richard album I've ever had in my life. <laughs> well, you know, those albums back then were short. They were like six songs and five songs and all that kind of shit. No, I, this had like, there was a lot of shit on there, though. Really? Yeah, there was a lot of shit <clears throat> on there. Yeah, the his song, little Richard had but, twelve had twelve yeah. records on twelve tracks on it originally. I was about to say, yeah, but short yeah. double CD. I was gonna say, yeah, but the songs were like give or take like two minutes and change. Mm-hmm. Like give or take. Like it was a very, very short listen. Yeah, you didn't like his music was for, to dance to. Okay. You know what I mean? You put that on and do the little you know. The little 50s dances. It wasn't too much lyrics. That's true. Just, it was, you just wanted to hear that piano and dance. But, but Lil Richard, he um he did what um what I call like the call and response records. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where he would just say something that you could follow along, you know. Like, there's a girl named Sadie. She mm-hmm. really does drive you crazy. And he would repeat that, and that would be the whole basis of the song. Yeah, those are just those dancing songs. <laughs> And they were very easy to follow along, um, follow along with. So, like, when I read that R- Lil Richard died, I'm like, damn, that's pretty sad, too. Because, like I said, in Job Corps, that's the first CD that was given to me. Mm-hmm. It was given me, it was given to me by an ex- instructor. Cause it's like, well, you know, Little Richard been out the public eye for a while, though. Yeah, um, I think he did his first interview, um, his first interview in years, what was it, like, 2017? Mm-hmm. And that man looked bad, though. Well, you know, he didn't have on his makeup and his wig. Right, right, right. You know, we don't know what Richard, little Richard looked like. We know what he looked like because the video on pictures. But other than that, that man was always, always, you know, stage ready. Right, right, right. Oh, man. Uh, what's it called? Um, I was reading this. I, I wrote this down because I had to talk about this. Do you know the um, original lyrics was um, to Tutti Fruity was Tutti Fruity, good booty. If it don't fit, don't force it. You can grease it. Make it easy. He was doing dirty blues. Yeah. Oh, okay. 
but the, um he went to go record that and um buddy um buddy blackwell said nah we're not even going to record this right here and that's why he made the lyrics tutti frutti all rudy true story he, 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 he definitely uh was interested on that tip as far as uh you know but nobody wait was he gay or what <laughs> like i i mean he he said he said you know he had uh you know he 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 dibbled and dabbled when he was a teenager and you know he he ah man like the the girl that he used to talk to before uh he met his his actual wife uh he she was a 16 year old student or something like that and you know they had like a lot of wild sex and he used to he claims that he used to invite you know other men he had uh and other men come over, Buddy Holly and stuff like that. He used to pay them to have sex with her. He used to watch, and you know, he used to have sex with men and women as a teenager. So he just—I I, I just think he was uh, extra free. Like he, you know, he—I don't think he really cared as long as it had a hole. He was jumping in, you know. Oh my god! Yeah. So this nigga. I mean that I'm based off of what he's saying it's just kinda like, <laughs> hey, you know, you know if he got to bend you over or spread your legs, it don't matter as long as he get in, you know. I I think that's you know that that was his basis. Yeah. I'm about to say we're about to lose two guns because he wasn't talking. <laughs> don't worry, he jumps right back in, so but um but I didn't know that stuff until later. You know, I just thought that he was, you know, because I, you know, with me being born in the '80s and you know seeing Prince and Michael Jackson and yeah, you know all these, you know, I, yeah, I, I just thought, okay, well, you know, this is weird. This ain't for me. It's for like I wouldn't live my life like that. But if, you know, you want to wear makeup and you know the long hair and all that stuff, then you know that's that's on you. But you know, come to find out later on, then he was, you know. He liked that boy box, so right, like that shit was mad wild. And the whole time, I'm just like, because some people get very, very skittish about listening to a gay man's music, whatever, whatnot. But I don't give a fuck. I would play that Low Richard album in Job Corps, and you know, people be rock rocking and vibing to it. And honestly, believe it or not, do you know those records are the best ones to find samples? We got to talk about Low Richard being gay. I got cut off. Yeah, we were. <laughs> Two guns gator went off and shut his whole shit off. Yeah, you know, uh-uh. yeah. he was just out here. Like I think the first thing he got arrested for was like watching somebody have sex in the car. He was like a peeping tom or something like that. That yeah. sounds about right. <clears throat> yeah. You know, it was a little different. A little bit but um... know, he was like you know how now you got Gay people, Lil yeah. Richard was just like a sissy to us. You know what I mean? The yeah, yeah. yeah. It was like we didn't, you know, even when we was little, we didn't really understand. We didn't, yeah. And it's like it's, it's like Beanie Cheney was saying. You know, we grew up with the princes and Michael Jacksons. We knew Prince and Michael Jackson were weird, but they had not Nance shit on yeah. Lil Richard. Because the thing about it is, Lil Richard, even at his shows, was still mm-hmm. cool with it. 
But how, nigga? And, I don't. Well, that well, I, that that gives you a little bit of psyche of uh, women. I mean, right? Uh, it was nothing I'm really sure. wrong with him back then. He he had his. Everybody had clunks. You know, you had to wear makeup on stage. He just made sure his shit was perfect. You know, right, was, right, right, right. But he but he did like boy box though. Like that wasn't like that's not. Like, yeah, I'm sure he wasn't boomer. saying that at his show. Like, guess what, women? I like men too. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, I'm, I, I'm actually. He, he might not have been saying it at the show, but you know, at the, the after party, I'm sure you know. Just okay, so everybody was damn. coming to the room. All right, so I'm reading, which is I'm how it was with him, a lot right? of people. All right, so I'm reading up on them. Y'all gather. We mean was this still is? Y'all gather in the chair. Check this out. So, in on May fourth, nineteen eighty two, on Late Night with David Litterman, Litterman Pinnaman. Richard's little Richard's last name said, God gave me the victory. I'm not gay now, but you know, I was gay all my life. I believe that when you first um, that when gay people first come out, <laughs> God just gives them the victory. But God let me know that he made Adam and Eve, not Steve. So I gave my heart to Christ. Yeah, he was an ordained minister, I believe. Yeah, and in nineteen eighty-four, he said, calling his homosexuality, it was unnatural and contagious. <laughs> like, what? But also, this is, well, this is the last statement. In 1995, Pennyman, which is his last name, told Penthouse Magazine that he knew he was gay. He said, I've been gay all my life. I consider myself bisexual, but you know what? I consider myself omnisexual right now because I believe that there is no gender. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, see, remember, that's what I was saying. Like, he was like, if it had a hole, he was jumping in. Like, he, he didn't really care. Like, it was. <laughs> His daddy used to beat him because he used to yeah. uh, like wear his mother's makeup and all that stuff. Makeup so and he... high heels. Like, that's crazy, Doug. <clears throat> so, and and what and if he and him being uh, in his eighties when he was born in the twenties or the thirties. Yeah. So you know, as a you know as a, as a as a black father in the south, like you know, you really don't know how to deal with something like that back then, like you. Right, you getting, you getting, you know, you got to go out in the world and deal with all that other shit, and then you come home, and then you know, you just see your son in heels and a makeup, and you're just kind of like, oh hell no, like this looks. This <laughs> I mean, I, I I get it, I get it. Like, I mean, people can say whatever they want to say. Oh, that's not right. I mean, think about the time period. Think about what's going on. Right. That's not the first thing you want to see when you. Get off a sixteen-hour shift or a sharecropper. <laughs> yeah, so this nigga said a steel real stamping car parts and shit. Yeah, with Joe Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> so um, that happened, and then the bad part about it is, we wake up this morning and find out that Betty Wright mm-hmm. died. Yeah, you know that? For real? Yeah. No, I... Yeah, Betty Wright died. Yeah, Wright died this morning. Damn. And, you know, I was just telling Two Guns this earlier. It seems like every time I watch an unsung episode on somebody, they <laughs> die. <laughs> like, because I watched an unsung Vesta a few years back. And guess what happened the next week? She died. I watched an unsung episode with Kashif. 
And guess what happened? That nigga died. I watched Betty Wright's episode yesterday, and guess what? She died. Goddamn little Richard. But, but what Two Gun didn't know is that when so when they're gonna put out a Takashi unsung, you need to go ahead and watch right. this one over with. Oh, we'll talk about him in a minute. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> ain't no shortage of topic with him. I have to do my research on this motherfucker. But um, what's it called? Betty Wright, what Two Gun did not know is when she recorded most of her hits, well, some of her hits, she was like 16, 17 years old. Like, cleanup woman, she was 16. Yeah, I knew that. Okay. When she when she wrote it or when she recorded it? When she recorded it. Yeah. Oh, See, wow. I, I, didn't I didn't know, know she that. was like, she was only 66. Yeah. <clears throat> Damn, I didn't know that either. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Andre Harrell was 59. Betty Wright could have got it in the nineties, yeah. <laughs> right? Like for yeah. real. But, <laughs> but yeah, like when she when um she recorded um, most of her hits, she was at a very young age. But the thing about it is, they said that even though they were adult suggestive themes, nobody could carry the song like she did. And she started her career as a session musician, not as a lead singer, just as a reference mm-hmm. musician. But she does have a, a, a unique voice. She had a very strong voice. <clears throat> so, yeah, like, that fucks me up the wrong way, too, man. Because we grew up listening. Well, when I say we, my family grew up listening to Betty Wright records, man. I sound old as fuck because I said records. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. I mean, I think I think everybody on, on, on I think all of us, we... Definitely grew up in the house with you know forty five. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, so like Betty Wright had an album in the eighties called Sevens that my mom played all the time. So yeah, man. Like finding out that she passed, I was just like losing a damn. Aunt. I think somebody else passed too. I just can't remember who it was. <clears throat> Roy Horn from Secret of Roy. And it was somebody else too. Wait, somebody else died? I knew four people. I can't. I believe so. I just can't think about who it is right now. Yeah, Roy Horn, but nigga, I'm not talking about Siegfried or Roy right now. Oh, he died? Well, yeah, Roy Horn. I don't even know which one was Roy and which one was Siegfried. Roy was the one that got attacked in the um, early 2000s by the tiger. Yeah, he's the one that got attacked by the tiger. I still don't know which one is which. They both were. All right, so Siegfried is the dark hair uh-huh. one. Roy is the light okay. hair one. They both little yeah, Richard. That's what light. I was gonna say. Like, I don't know the difference between them. <laughs> boy, George. nah, nobody was boy George's. Oh, <laughs> nah, boy George. I didn't understand boy George when nah. I was younger, but I didn't care either. You know what I mean? He's just a bitch. so you understand him now. No, well. Now he's regular, but you know, back then he just they just used to look weird. It was right, just tacky right. as hell. They dressed funny, you know. <laughs> I just thought it was just tacky. I'm like, well, he got the same makeup. This and the other person, you know, everybody got on makeup in the 80s. Right, now, the 80s right. album cover and niggas rouge is popping. Everybody, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I didn't get it. Liberace. I used to like Liberace. He had all the diamonds in the world. I didn't, I, you know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, we didn't yeah. know he was gay. The six, Roy, Until we got older. You know, 
It was just weird. They were real weird. They were like 80s musicians, but white guys that did right. magic with tigers. Right. And their hair looked like Little Richards. It was, yeah. That's why I said they were very yeah. Little Richard like. <clears throat> know what I mean? So, so what did so what was Little Richard's cause of death? Because I know they said Andre Harrell was uh he had heart failure. Um, Little Richard was just old. Yeah, I think he was had some kind of sickness for a minute. Like you know, he was shut in for a minute. Yeah, because he hadn't he had dropped the album in you know almost thirty years at this point. So right, I can't even remember his last but, television I mean, but, appearance. Like. You know, Little Richard just would pop up. He'd pop up on Martin or pop up on Fresh Prince or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh my God. That um his pop up on Martin Weaver mm-hmm. and Exterminator had me dying. <laughs> oh man. Cause he had the fucking jacket with the ruffles and mm-hmm. shit on it. <laughs> he had the sequence uh shoulder things. <clears throat> yeah. But the thing about it is, I mean, Lil Richard, even if you never heard any of his music, you knew who the fuck he was. Well, I mean, you had to hear his music, uh, a song at some point. <laughs> yeah, it, it would have been on a movie something. or commercial or, or something. Like, like he, his publishing had to be crazy. Or a cartoon or, you know, it was just something. But it's it's so funny because you um Beatle Genie said his publishing had to be crazy. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. He didn't make a lot of he didn't make hardly any money off of publishing. Well, not necessarily like what he made, but like as far as like the, the revenue it generated. Who, who owned the rights to his music to license it out? Oh god, uh, blah, 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 blah. Well, the okay. label. So he was getting fucked in. Yeah. I know who I paid God Searchlight Publishing. I I, wasn't wasn't Ray Charles like the first one who actually like really Uh took control of like his publishing and actually was getting paid Mm, off his music. Like Ray Charles did like it's so funny, like how most artists nowadays do the independent Mm -hmm. hustle. Ray Charles was signed to a major label, seeing more money the than sometimes the label. <clears throat> yeah, you know, Lil Richard came out way yes. before that. But you know who actually originated being their first own label owner, right? Otis, Otis Redding. Redding. Yeah, yeah, Otis Redding. He that he had his plane and everything like that. Like he was definitely getting yeah. money. Oh man, you said plane. I still remember that picture of them pulling Otis Redding out the water, dog. I was like, oh, come on, dog. And y'all put this mm. in the newspaper? <laughs> that just lets you know that what kind of nation we're in. So. And he was young, too. Like, he wasn't even. Well, Otis Redding you know, was about 30, right? I, no, I thought he was like well, 26 or something like that when he passed. No, I yeah. don't know about no 26. Yeah. But you know, back in the day, them niggas said you had old faces because he looked like he was 40. Oh, he did, dog. For real. Hold on. 
Otis Redding. Let's see how old he was when I he think died. Thirty-six. Twenty-six. B. Lucini was closer. Yeah, yeah. I knew he was young. Like he was super young. Like he was. Nah, this nigga just yeah. One old. of those old NBA faces. Yeah. Like, where your hairline at? Yeah. <laughs> nigga. Yeah, look at James Brown. James Brown was about twelve when he did all them songs. He looked like he was fifty. Yeah, James Brown oh, had real hard Like, <laughs> y'all got me dying for real. Yeah, look at the Temptations. Them niggas was about twenty twenty one when they. I was about to say yeah, the Temptations when they came out was they were yeah, in the early twenties, real early twenties, and they yeah. looked old. Not as old as the damn four tops. <laughs> they was neck and neck. Cause the four tops, they look like fucking grown the ass. Miracles are like grown. Look, remember the spinners? Oh my goodness. <laughs> that nigga with them sideburns <laughs> at 20 years old. Talk about the rubber band man. Man, you old as hell. Like, I'm younger than you, nigga. <laughs> Speaking of young boys, let's talk about Takashi right now. Well, first things first, rest in peace to everybody yeah. that passed over the weekend. That's pretty fucked up. Yeah. But, um, B. Lucini, you start this off, and I'll just go in with what I know, because I don't know much about this guy. Okay, I don't well, either. Fuck it, we're going to be navigating through this grandly. Yeah. So, um, from what I read, this guy broke the record on Instagram for B. Yeah, for, for live. Yeah, live views. So, hold on. Somebody say something because I'm actually typing right now. I mean, he, I, I, I didn't, I didn't watch the live. Uh, I heard a, a couple of guys talking about it, and um, I read like some of the, the articles about it, and I know on his, uh, I guess the record he just came out with, he said something about us uh, uh, chasing clout. He's like, "Bitch, I am clout." I mean. Hey, I mean he he can say that. I mean that 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 seems to be a pretty accurate statement. No, I mean, he, one people like that kind of stuff. Like <laughs> it's I don't know. It's just I, I I don't I don't understand the infatuation. Like the music isn't isn't entertaining. You know what I'm saying? Like he's just somebody that's just walking around. Like he I don't know. Like he's he already had to move. Like somebody I was, posted I was his about address. to say that. And he had to move the location where he's on house arrest at. And it's like, come on, man. Like, you you still talking tough, and you are not tough at all. And then it's bad because everybody's like, well, I understand, you know, he, you know, him him, him doing it, but he's still talking crazy. Well, the, you know what I'm saying? No, like, nowadays, like, people don't, people just want to say tough shit. And then, you know what I mean? Right, right. It, I think, but it's got to be, it's got to be some kind of, it's got to be some kind of, uh, you know, action or something. Like you gotta, like you can't just keep. That's the fact that everybody likes it and all he does is talk, talk I mean, and hide. Like if that would have been Young Berg or somebody like that, they'd have been like, oh, he a sucker. Like, but probably then not even too much. As long as you can make an Instagram video or a TikTok video with a song, people don't care. 
you know, it, it, uh, they they look for little one lines, and that's it to repeat over and over and over and over and over. Like people are gonna be saying, "Are you dumb or are you stupid?" for the next three months. Right. We don't live in a time yeah. where like the whole song is a song. It's like one line, and it's a hit. Right. So. But the funny thing about it is, you know, that I find, you know, funny as fuck is he's, you know, I'm easy to touch. I'd fuck this nigga up, woo, woo, woo. But the moment somebody finds out where you live, oh, I got to move. And I don't think it was, yeah, the move, they, they moved him. And, but the funny, the funny thing I found out about him is, do you know this man pays $2 million a year for security? I mean, he has to. Like, he really $2 million has to. dollars a year for security. Let that marinate for a second. When you see, let's just say, somebody like meth going around town, you see any bodyguards? Mm-hmm. Meth can also deadlift four hundred pounds, though. It was different back then, though. It wasn't, you know. It was a little more of a respect right. issue. It wasn't, you know what I mean? Right, right, like right. You right, see right. a rapper, you know, you just want to say what's up to him and dap him up. Now it's. But I mean, it's the energy because I mean, they had, you know, maybe not necessarily like meth or anybody like that, but you know, they definitely had security. You know, it might have been, you know, somebody from the street or whatever. <laughs> I mean, like, the fact that he was getting extorted, all that stuff, like that's I mean that's not there's, uncommon. There's a difference at all. between security and ramp. Well, you know, security. the money is different too. I'm okay. sure meth couldn't afford fifty thousand a week on security. Or maybe I doubt it. Fifty thousand a week on security. <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> you said two million a year, right? Two million yeah, a year. That's like Two hundred some thousand dollars a month just on security. And one thing, one how Takashi getting money like that? They'll afford that. Yes, it is. Believe. Remember, this man signed an eleven million dollar contract in prison. So that was legit. That wasn't. That wasn't just a rumor. And he has a publishing. So how the son of Sam laws don't come into effect with that? How does that? How did the, the? but he signed it when he was in prison. No, it was waiting for him when he got out. Remember? Oh, okay. But also, this man just got a publishing deal with Rock Nation. Got he a did publishing what? deal with Rock Nation. But here's the thing, though. I can't blame Jay-Z for that. You got to understand, this man released a single on Friday, right? It's already on pace to be the number one single in the country. Mm-hmm. Right? Do you think that's gonna, you know, that's gonna do nothing but line up Jay Z's pocket? For real, and everybody else. So, so everybody's talking about, oh well, Jay Z, he's just doing deals with the devil, so on. No, Jay Z's doing power moves. Jay Z, hopefully, he put a life insurance uh, policy. No, I don't think gonna, but no, you wouldn't put a life insurance policy on him. Do you know why? Some artists are worth why? more dead than alive. Mm-hmm. It goes like this. Tupac, even though he sold hundreds of thousands of records, what happened when he died? 
All Eyes on Me went back to number one on a Billboard 200. Then the Dogfather came out, and then Machiavelli was number one for two weeks. Right? Yeah, but you so, know, nobody sells records anymore. Nobody uh-huh. sells records like that anymore. No, they don't. But here's the thing. Streaming uh-huh. will happen. <clears throat> when Pop Smoke died, you know the first thing I did? What? Stream some of his music. When Pop Smoke died, life. you know what the first thing I did was? Who was Cheers. that? Who <laughs> For real. Like, I was like, who cares? Like, these new rappers... When you get shot, I really don't care. Gotcha, gotcha. Because gotcha. y'all are weird. <clears throat> yeah. Nah, but pop smoke, pop smoke circum- um, circumstance was his own fault. Because he you put packages. Yeah, he posted it. You put first. packages online on your live, or was it on his live or his IG story <laughs> that had your address on it? With some gay ass bags, like shame <laughs> on you. I don't like these new niggas. These new niggas weird. They try to be girls. That's true. They want to be all cute and shit with their handbags and their hand purses. And, 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 and you know what I mean? And they, ugh. Sorry, Pops. I'm sure you might have been a cool guy or whatever, but, you know, hey, shit happens. <laughs> we should have rolled with it. But, um, like, uh, let's use Nipsey for example. I fucked with Nipsey's music, right? But, you know, when Nipsey died, the only thing I knew, I mean, I knew a few of his albums. It made me want to go back to his earlier mixtapes and just say, okay, well, let's listen to but this. See, that's the only thing so I can like from Nipsey's earlier <clears throat> stuff. I don't like his new stuff. I got you. And that's, and that's fair. That's fair. But there are some artists who die, and people want to ride the wave. You know what I mean? Let's see Little Richard so, stream, Betty White streams go up. Oh, and I'm certain they did. I'm certain Uptown's discography went up this weekend. Oh yeah, that 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 definitely. They... That's why I say some people are worth more dead than alive. Because you got to understand, I really didn't feel like hearing Jodeci's Diary of a Mad Band this week. But when Andre Harrell died, I said, you know what? Let me just go back and revisit this catalog. <clears throat> Somebody's going to be introduced yeah. to Father MC because of this. Exactly. And that's how this yeah. shit goes. I don't even know one Father MC song like off bat. Um, treat them like they want to be treated. Yeah. I wasn't no big fan of his, to be honest with you. One Night Stand. Yeah. Never was a big fan of Father MC. <clears throat> I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha, you. I, gotcha. I always, I always thought of him as a bootleg Big Daddy King. And yeah, that's <laughs> fine because that's what yeah. it was. He was a um, great value, Big Daddy King. I wouldn't even say great I value. Even, I, was, I wouldn't even say great value. I was just about to say that. Okay. <laughs> I wouldn't even say great value because some great value shit is hard. Mm. Like some great value shit tastes better than the name brand shit. <laughs> and I Ooh. said it. What's a cheap a brand? Uh, uh, he was the Fago. Oh God, <laughs> the Fago big daddy. You know, King. Fago is so big in Michigan. People love Fago. Is that true, Belichick? Yeah. Well, they, it's made out here. God. That's why. Like they, they support their, their local stuff. 
So, and then when you tell them like, well, back home this is the dollar store brand, they're like, what? I'm like, yeah, nobody drink no. I mean, because we don't need Fago. Like, you could go to get a check and check tasting better than you know. That. Absolutely. <laughs> Check is the Bilo brand. Check is the shit. Even the wind, you know, back, what? As a matter of fact, yo, I had a soda at your mom's house. Because remember, I said, let me dilute this with water. And it was a check. It was a check uh, ginger ale. Well, it was ginger. Well, it was a check soda, though. But that shit was so spicy and delicious. So Father MC wasn't even a check. <laughs> he was uh like stars and stripes or some shit. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Do I even know what Fago tastes like? I mean, Fago might be accurate. It might be an accurate description. Right, so I, like I can't, I, th- I can't even think of any Father MC like how his voice sounds. that much, right? Fago was very notorious for when you open it and just like let the cap off for about two minutes. It was already flat. Yeah, that's why I don't drink it. It don't got enough bubbles, enough carbonation. Yeah, I drink. I like soda yeah. for the carbonation. Fago <clears throat> got flat so fucking fast, like, like you just go to the bathroom, come right back out. Your soda's flat. It's no good. The only thing I used to drink was from Fago was like a root beer, and that was just because it was there. Now Fago. I, I used to drink them weird flavors like the cotton candy oh, ones. Wow. Here's one of them. I'm like, like the orange pineapple Fago. You know the flavors that you don't get in regular soda. I drunk those, the green apple ones and shit. Should you know that what I mean? Turn your organs into nuclear waste. Yeah. But that was me. That's what I liked. I like. Take a shit and wonder why. Say what? <laughs> wonder why. <laughs> They go take a shit and you wonder why it's glowing. Yeah, that's that Fago soda. Have your dick looking like a glow stick. And that's and that's what Father MC was. Father MC was the Fago Big Daddy King, the Fago Coogee rap, because he tried to rap and you know silly like. And then he kind of tried did the MC Hammer route and tried to go a little bit on the rough side, I believe. Yeah. The boots on. Yeah. Every nigga did that though. They even joke. I I I call that the midlife crisis rap right there. <clears throat> Where even R and B niggas was was thugging. Yeah, Jodeci was Jodeci was notorious for that. <clears throat> and leather. Jodeci wore leather in the middle of this damn desert in the cry for you video. I wonder why they was passing out at 30 years old on stage. <laughs> did I say did I show you that video? Or... I think everybody's seen that video. Okay. okay I believe it okay. was Jojo. It was Jojo that passed out and Casey. All right. Let me tell you how fucked up this video was. Jojo passes out, right? Casey continues to perform. A guy walks on stage. JoJo's still knocked out, mind you. Picks up the microphone that JoJo dropped and walks mm. off stage. Nobody checked on him. Nobody picked him up. And then out of nowhere, Casey has the nerve to say, y'all get off my brother JoJo, who's still laying wow. on the ground. I don't know what I just saw in the sky, but I'm pretty sure it was an explosion. Oh, that's yeah. not good. <laughs> 
I don't know. Uh, the whole Bobby sky Bell? just went orange in one little section. <clears throat> yeah, that's not good at all, dog. I'm waiting for the radioactive blast that goes out for three miles. Nope, too cool for that, homie. Anyways, I think that's it. I think that's well, well, What about the costume? Oh, we, we, uh, got let's not, let's not give him too much advertisement, please. Yeah. No, not no, not somebody I could really oh. say is a faggot. And I don't mean when oh, I say no. that, I don't mean like in a gateway. He's just a faggot. Can I, can I tell you my first story about being introduced to Takashi 6ix9ine? So, we were in Vegas, my brothers and I, two years ago, right? And somebody said, yo, that cat Takashi 6ix9ine got kidnapped. I'm like, who the fuck is Takashi 6ix9ine? Oh, he's a rapper, he has rainbow hair. He did, I said, stop. <laughs> rainbow hair, is he a gay rapper? They're like, nah, nah, he's dope and listen to this. So I listened to the track and I'm like, I, I don't hear anything. It turns out that the kidnapping, quote unquote, was partially staged because he had a single being released that mm. week. And then I found out, you know, oh, this guy's a snitch. Ended up getting arrested. And everybody that was in his entourage that got arrested, he told off. <coughs> For a reduced sentence. I don't know how I heard of Takashi, just from, you know, social media, like World Star or something. You yeah. That makes sense. So. I, I don't even. Only thing I remember is I think I might have seen an article about him, and I saw you know the picture, and I saw. The rainbow hair, the colorful grill, and I'm like, what the hell is this? I'm like, is this some kind of spoof? Like, what is this? And he had, you know, he was flamed up and everything. So I'm like, what the hell is this? Like, this, I like, this got to be some kind of joke or a spoof or something. So I read the article, and I forgot who he was <coughs> beefing with at the time or whatever. So I was like, well, let me see what this is about. I watched the interview, and uh, my man from Brooklyn was there, and he had uh, on the interview, Takashi had a uh, trayway yeah. with him. Like he was in the background, kind of like trying to keep him from saying, you know, so much inflammatory shit and everything like that. And my man was like, "Oh, you know, he's familiar with, with Treyway from Brooklyn, but he didn't know anything about this. Yeah, but he didn't know anything about, you know, Takashi." And I was like, "I'm not interested oh, in listening to any of his music." That um put my ear on him. He started beefing with Jim Jones. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Jim Jones was just like, you know, we're not even going to call and respond to this dude. Woo, woo, woo. And, you know, just like, what the fuck is this kid's problem? He's beefing with everybody. So, hey, look, man, controversy sells, dog. <clears throat> well, nowadays it does. <clears throat> Back Back in the day, man, you could be for somebody that person saw it. Oh, was looking for you for real. Look at Kara, I'm looking at KRS One and Prince B. <laughs> Look at E40 and the Notorious B. Prince B, that's Ben's favorite rapper on it, though. Oh, I was about to say, word? 
I mean, Biggie, 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 and a lot of people. I mean, uh, I remember when I first heard about the, the uh, E40 story, he apparently had some kind of run in with uh, with Ray and them at a um, at an award show, and he really didn't want to speak on that either. He had a, a couple of run ins. Yeah, you're talking about Biggie? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you have when you have a run in with Wu Tang, though, you got to run in with like a thousand niggas, though, and maybe. Oh, yeah. oh. that must be. I, I think that might have been that uh that situation that uh Pistol P was Yo. referencing because I think that he had just came home and you know he was cool with C Gutter. Yo, so. you know who actually ran up on dudes though? <laughs> cool. People got to remember from over. Yeah. Hammer would pull people aside yeah. and just say, "Look." You could talk about me all you want to, but the moment you talk about my mama, yeah, it's just... I come. Oh, you yeah, talking about Red, about Red Man? He said, he said, um, Red Man said that he pulled him to the side and said, "Yo, you could talk about me all you want. I'll laugh with you, but you talk about my mama or my family, I'm at to hurt you." Yeah, uh, he was from. And not only that, he ran up on uh, b- 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 MCA from Beastie Boys. He ran up on MC Search. He ran up on. Say what? So I was gonna, I was gonna ask about that one because when you uh brought up the uh the red man situation, how valid do you think search well, claims? Here's the are? thing: search has been known to be a liar, though. Search has been, <laughs> I don't think Hammer put a fifty thousand dollar hit out on nobody. <clears throat> I don't think he needed to. No, he really didn't need to. But still, I mean, when you hear DJ, I mean MC Search tell a story. There's a lot of fabrication. Like, MC Search could be in a room where Ja Rule stabbed 50 Cent, right? Or 50 Cent stabbed Ja Rule, one of them niggas got stabbed, right? And MC Search will make it seem like, yeah, man, somebody put the knife in my hand and put my knife, you know, put my arm and force it into Ja Rule's rib. <laughs> and I don't know how... That's, that's the way MC Search is, because MC Search, if you ever listen to any of his stories... None of them sound credible at all. And how stupid would MC Hammer be to put a fifty thousand dollar hit out on a man in the middle of his concert? Please, Hammer, don't hurt him. See, I don't, I, I don't, I don't think that it would have been so much him, or maybe his, or his brother. Uncle. That's what I always thought. Yeah, like I didn't think that it was anything that I don't think that he necessarily gave the word. I think it was more so like an E forty situation. Like E forty didn't give the oh, word to, to for that. Hold on, that um, Biggie. Two, it was like two, two, do you know about him. the situation with E forty and Biggie? Uh, yeah. Okay. I'm not gonna tell it to too many of our fans. If y'all listen, man, y'all do the research yourself. Like just the fact that E 40s man called him, and it was two o'clock in the morning. And just said, yo, we got this nigga here. What do you want us to do with him? <laughs> like, that's power. <laughs> yeah. But word. But actually, I think we're going to wrap it up here because I have to go take a shit. <laughs> I ain't going to sit there in front, y'all. B. Lucini, close the statements. Um... Rest in peace to everyone that passed. Yeah. Lil Richard, yeah, Betty Wright, Andre Harrell, yeah. legends, truly legends, legends. Um, it's Griselda. <laughs> Griselda, hey, give him shout outs while you can. 
Yeah, that's 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 the best thing smoking right now. Like, for me, like as far as quote unquote new artists is. I'd say it's for them. It's it's uh it's either them or Freddie Gibbs. Gangsta Gibbs. Like everybody knows. And none of these are really new artists. Yeah. You know what I'm Freddie saying? Gibbs they all was, been putting out music for Freddie a while. Gibbs, man. He's been out for the last ten and a half years. Yeah, I was I was just telling uh Tone earlier uh that he was uh, actually supposed to yeah, be in Jeezy. That's true. He um he instead got a better offer from Jeezy. I'm not. Yeah, and Jimmy didn't really want to do the, uh put him in there because he kind of likened him to Young Buck, which I don't get. Yeah, but I don't see that either. Not too much of a Freddie Gibbs fan. Too long. Closing statements. You know, rest in peace to everybody. <clears throat> Social yeah. distance yourself. Wash your hands, please. Wash your booty, please. You know. Wear a condom because you will make Corona babies. Oh yeah, I saw somewhere that it's been like nine thousand new pregnancies or something since Corona happened. Unplanned pregnancies or some shit. Yeah, Where, yeah, I, I would expect that Corona. And, 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 and abortion clinics aren't essential, so you know you got to keep that one, boo boo. <laughs> <laughs> My closing statements. I'm Diggy Jones. That's Two Gun Tony. This is B. Lucini's first show in over a hundred episodes, so y'all give him a round of applause. <laughs> are you are you going to be a stranger <laughs> from here on out, or no, 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 no? I'm cool, back. cool, cool. But um, like they said, secondary sentiments. Rest in peace, everybody. Uh, no, everybody that passed. I can't say rest in peace, everybody. My mind is. Foggy haze because I got to take a shit. Like Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers. Happy Mother's Day. Yeah, today was Mother's Day too. So happy Mother's Day. And B. Lucini, next time you're in town, I'm going to just give you my address. <laughs> yeah, because okay. we were supposed to hit up at um, Buffalo Wild Wings that one night. And well, it was either that or two keys. And I never made it out. Two keys. Yeah, and I never yeah, made it keys. out. Yeah, I know you got uh you got held up uh yeah, with some business, but you know I, I'm I'm definitely gonna word, be back word. soon. I'm just so. give you my address, man. You just coming by the house, <laughs> all right? Other okay. than that, good good night, everybody. Peace.